am I? How tough am I? I had a bowl of nails for breakfast this morning. <laughs> yes, so? Without any milk. The conference finals have been completed at the ECHL and NHL levels, meaning we are one step away from finding out who two of hockey's champions will be in 2018. Hello, everyone, and welcome into episode number six of The Toolbox. I'm your host, DJ Abacella, and here's what I have planned for you on this week's show. Our special guest will talk about the Kelly Cup final. He's a former Wheeling Nailer and was part of our run to the 2016 Kelly Cup final. That is Florida Everblades forward John McCarron. Also, in the NHL, the Washington Capitals and the Vegas Golden Knights, what does Derek Army have to do with Washington making its first finals appearance in 20 years? And we'll also look at another member of the 2016 Kelly Cup final team run, and he will be playing in his third different country since leaving Wheeling as part of Where Are They Now? Before we dive into the playoffs, we always start out the toolbox with news, and this week's news comes to us all the way from St. John's, Newfoundland, up in Atlantic Canada. There are two new teams coming to the ECHL in 2018-19. One we've talked about relatively frequently on the show, that's the Maine Mariners, but the other one, we now know what to call them. They're the Newfoundland Growlers, a really neat team name. It is after a dog, and they actually had a dog on stage for them on the day of the presentation. So a very nice job there by the Growlers. The Growlers will play out of the North Division in 2018-19. So they will be with the likes of Maine, Adirondack, Manchester, Worcester, Reading, and Brampton. Unfortunately, they are not on the 2018-19 schedule for the Nailers. So that means that the only way that Wheeling will face them in the coming year would be a Kelly Cup final showdown, which would certainly be a lot of fun. For those of you trying to figure out where Newfoundland is on the map, like I mentioned, it's Atlantic Canada. It's actually all the way in its own time zone. So we're here in the Eastern time zone. One hour earlier is the Atlantic time zone, and then Newfoundland is a half hour earlier than that. So if it is 6 o'clock here, then it'd be 7 o'clock in Atlantic and then 7.30 out in Newfoundland. They certainly have had a rich tradition of hockey in that province and in that city of St. John's in particular as the St. John's Maple Leafs were an AHL team for most of the 1990s and early into the 2000s. Then St. John's had Quebec Major Junior Hockey League action for a few seasons. Those were the St. John's Fog Devils and then they went back to the AHL and had the St. John's Ice Caps under two different affiliations. First with the Winnipeg Jets and then with the Montreal Canadiens before that team got moved over to Laval and became the Laval Rocket. Of course, the St. John's Maple Leafs ultimately became the Toronto Marlies. So welcome into the league, Newfoundland Growlers, and maybe we'll get a chance to see you in 2019-20. Sticking with the ECHL, the Kelly Cup final is set. And, of course, again, we're going to be talking with former Naylor and current Florida Everblade John McCarron as he and the Blades get set to do battle with the Colorado Eagles for the Kelly Cup final. Florida, as we've talked about before, has been flat-out dominant, and that was coming off of a Brabham Cup championship, the most points in the ECHL during the regular season, and they have breezed through the opening three rounds of the playoffs, going 12 and two, only one regulation loss during those first three rounds of playoffs, and that was after a regular season, which only saw them lose 13 games in regulation. So certainly a very impressive run for Florida. They beat the Adirondack Thunder 
four games to one. And they'll take on a Colorado Eagles team who certainly an interesting series against the Fort Wayne Comets where they took a 3-2 series lead back home to Colorado with them. The Comets won game six and then it was Fort Wayne taking a 3-1 lead in the third period with about eight minutes to go. Colorado made it 3-2. Former Naylor Bobby Shea lost his helmet for Fort Wayne so he had to go to the bench and in the process of that while they were trying to get a new defenseman out there Colorado had an open player that led to the 3-2 goal and then 3-3 later in regulation before getting a power play goal off of a goaltender interference penalty in overtime to ultimately get the game and series winning goal. Game 7 overtime. First time that a Game 7 in the ECHL has gone to overtime since all oh, that wonderful day. May 11, 2016 when Riley Brace won Game 7 for the Nailers against the Reading Royals and then also later that night Joe Devon winning Game 7 in double overtime for the South Carolina Stingrays to defeat the Adirondack Thunder and set up that showdown that Wheeling ultimately won over South Carolina in seven games. Believe it or not, that was the first Game 7 in the ECHL all spring, and there have only been three of them at the NHL level, one in each round. Boston taking on Toronto in the first round, Nashville and Winnipeg in the second round, and then, of course, Tampa Bay and Washington in round three. Still has been a very exciting playoff, and looking forward to seeing how Florida and Colorado, two really strong teams, especially in the playoffs, will line up to determine who gets the championship. Both have won it before. Florida won it in 2012, and Colorado coming off of winning it last spring. Florida also winners of the Brabham Cup, as I mentioned earlier, but that doesn't necessarily guarantee success. In fact, you have to go all the way back to 2014 for the last time that a Brabham Cup champion also won the Kelly Cup in that year. That was the Alaska Aces who beat the Cincinnati Cyclones in the final. They were also the last team to not only win the thing, but just get to the final. Ninth Brabham Cup winner to reach the final in 30 years is Florida. And out of the previous 29, five of them have won it all. Alaska has done it the last two times. We mentioned 14, also doing it in 2011. The Cincinnati Cyclones did it in 2007-2008. The Aces, once again, Alaska, doing it in 2005-2006. And then all the way back to the South Carolina Stingrays in 1996-97. The AHL is a little bit behind the rest of the group, but they're getting close to determining who will be performing in the Calder Cup final, and I don't think you have to go much of a stretch as both series had 3-0 results to get things started as the Toronto Marlies went up 3-0 on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and then in the Western Conference, Texas, who has won six of its ten playoff games in overtime, including two of the three, in the conference final, having a 3-0 lead over the Rockford Icehogs. Toronto had the best regular season record in the AHL, and they are very much opposite of the ECHL in the sense that four of the last eight years, the team with the best regular season record has gone on to hoist the Calder Cup. In the NHL, you have the Vegas Golden Knights taking on the Washington Capitals. I don't think anybody really would have predicted that to be the series come October. Obviously, I think if you predicted Vegas, you may have been out of your mind in October, but obviously it's a terrific pick now. And then Washington... It's kind of funny because every year it seemed like Washington, at least in the early going when they were winning all those President's Trophies, 
seemed to be one of the favorites to come out of the East, and everybody looked at him and said, no, Pittsburgh, two-time defending champions. No way Washington is a team to be worried about. And, well, here they are in the finals for the first time since 1998. Speaking of that 1998 Washington team who lost in four games to the Detroit Red Wings in the Stanley Cup final, their assistant coach that year was a gentleman by the name of Tim Army, the current assistant coach of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, and Tim's son, Derek, of course, we know him very well from his time here with the Nailers, was seven years old the last time that Washington went to the Stanley Cup final. And they get to take on the fun story of the NHL all year, the expansion Vegas Golden Knights, who try to become the first expansion team to ever win a championship. And wouldn't that be something to watch? It's going to be a great series. And the cool thing about this, too, and big difference between the NHL and the ECHL, Vegas and Washington get to rest. Washington finished their third round series against Tampa Bay on Wednesday, and they get to go all the way until Monday without having to play again, while Colorado beat Fort Wayne on Wednesday, has to turn around and start that final series with Florida on Friday. So that's going to be boom, boom, we're in right after the other in the ECHL level. Quickly tell you about the IIHF Ice Hockey World Championship and how that ended up. Scott Darling does get a medal as Team USA won the bronze. They beat Canada in the bronze medal game. And on the gold medal game stage, it was Sweden taking the gold, beating Switzerland. And kind of interesting to look at it, how the balance has been with the European teams this year, where you know USA and Canada will pretty much always be in contention. Sweden's always really good. Finland's typically a competitor, maybe even a contender. Russia's always in the mix, but two teams got silver medals this year that you don't necessarily think as big hockey powers. Germany, of course, in the Olympics winning silver was the Cinderella story of them all. And then Switzerland, who has the ability to generate some pretty good players. The Nailers had a Swiss-born goalie who made it to the NHL, and David Abisher, who was eventually a, Calder Cup, or a Stanley Cup champion with the Colorado Avalanche. But uh, Switzerland gets silver in these, and the Germans got silver in the Olympics. So good for them, and uh, certainly a nice tournament. Shifting our attention to where are they now, and since we've talked about Derek Army and his connection with his dad and the Capitals in 1998, and we're going to be talking with John McCarron, two members of the 2016 team that took us to the Kelly Cup Final here in Wheeling. How about one of their teammates? Let's tell you about Matthew Mayoni, and Mayoni was ECHL Defenseman of the Year in 2015-16. Well, since leaving the friendly city here in Wheeling, he is going to be going into his third different country across the pond next season as he has recently signed with Dynamo Riga in the KHL. KHL, the Continental Hockey League, primarily based out of Russia, but his team is actually out of Latvia. And since leaving Wheeling, he has also played in Slovakia for a year and Finland in a year. So congratulations and best of luck to Matthew Mayoni as he will be playing in the KHL next season. That's all part of Where Are They Now? Now it's time to bring in our special guest. 
This week's special guest is going to the Kelly Cup Final for the second time in three years. Now as a member of the Florida Everblades, his first trip to the finals was with us here in Wheeling two years ago. It's forward John McCarron. And Johnny Mack, this is only your third pro season, your second trip to the final. How much do you cherish what you've been able to achieve so early in your hockey career as a pro? Yeah, I think I'm uh, very lucky, very fortunate to be a part of two great organizations two teams that uh, were fortunate enough to make it make it to the finals um, I think hopefully on my experience from last time still having that bitter taste of uh, defeat in the finals will hopefully uh, allow me to capture it this year with the Florida Everblades you guys have had an incredible season. I don't even know if incredible is the right word for it. Best record in the league. You've flown through the first two rounds of the playoffs going 12-2, and two, a sweep, a five, and a five. Was it easy early on when you guys came together in October to see that this group had the potential to do something special, or was there a time in this season where all of a sudden something dawned on you? Um, I think right from the start I knew we would be a great team uh, just based on paper. Um, but I think as the year progressed, I think our confidence just continued to uh, flourish. And I guess, yeah, I think uh, come February, um, we had some guys that went up and down, some injuries. But every, we pretty much had our full lineup back that we had at the start of the year. And we rattled off, I think, 24 out of 25 games in a row or something, um, which was pretty incredible. And that confidence leading into the playoffs definitely helped. Identity-wise, when you were here in Wheeling, you guys looked at yourselves, you were the bad boys of West Virginia, and it was something that kind of <laughs> stuck. And you were a team on the ice where I felt in watching you guys that you never quit, you were never out of a game, and I think that was one of the driving forces that helped get you guys as far as you did. Is there an identity with this year's Florida team, whether it's your style on the ice or maybe some identity you have off the ice? I think, um, you know, that winning nature um, that I guess some people call it the swagger. I think we have that definitely. Um, it's, it is a similar feeling to when I was with the Wheeling. Um, you know, we we definitely never feel like we're out of a game down here. Um, you know, going up a goal, going down a goal, we kind of play the same way. It's, uh, it's definitely a confident style of play. And um, like you said, when we were back, when we were the bad boys, we, uh, you know, if we go down a goal, we're still banging you around and hopefully one squirts our way and, I think we kind of have uh, the best of both worlds here in Florida. We have a lot of guys with some high-end skill, but we also have guys that are willing to bang and uh, go into the dirty areas, and I think that's why we're successful in the playoffs so far. It's kind of funny how you can draw those similarities to your time here because your path to the final has been completely different, where here in Wheeling you needed two Game 7s, so 14 games there for a total of 20 overall. You've only needed 14 to get to the finals this year. How much different is that, and do you feel almost fresher because you haven't had to grind your way through two seven-game series? Yeah, it's kind of funny you say that. I mean, uh, me and Clark Seymour were actually talking about that, how it, it doesn't it almost doesn't even have the playoff feel because we've been so fortunate to uh you know have a sweep and have two five game series we're used to having you know overtime games getting on the bus going back and forth game six game seven uh you know we've uh been really fortunate to have a couple you know rest days after each series which definitely helps with the you know recuperating and just being fresh to start the next series which i think is why we're able to you know get off to such hot starts in the next series as well it's cool to have you and Clark Seymour together again, two players from that run in 2016. How much do you guys talk about that run, and what did you learn mostly from that run that's helped benefit you now? Um, 
we actually, you know, we uh, we reminisce a lot. Our 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 nails group chat still firing all the time. Um, you know, we uh, uh, that's definitely one of the tightest tightest knit teams I've ever been a part of, and you can tell that. You know, two two years later, we still talk almost every day. Somebody's you know somebody's saying something in the group chat. So, um, and we do we we uh, you know we talk about with our team down here about you know some of the things we had to overcome and how we how we succeeded even though maybe on paper we weren't the best team but we were the, definitely the grittiest um and you know come playoffs that's what you need and i think you know that's kind of the message here as well you know we have the skill but you know we still got to stick to our structure still got to you know get to the dirty areas because in the playoffs it's a lot tighter of a game and you know you just got to get uh, get those dirty goals get those gritty goals and the team will team will thrive I know this is probably a very hard question, but thinking back to that run a couple of years ago, are there some moments that really stick out to you as some favorite memories? I know for me, thinking about you, tying goal, winning goal, and the regular season home finale to clinch a playoff spot certainly stuck out. But what about for you? Um, you know, definitely my first pro goal in Brampton. That was uh, definitely big. They finally get the monkey off my back after I think it was nine or ten games. Um, and then definitely the whole playoff run and you know our team bonding around shame watches on and um you know just kind of learning the pro game through you know great leadership that we had on the team um i kind of away from the rink was more of a more of an eye-opener for me just how good you know i was in for such a treat i thought every pro hockey team was like that but <laughs> wasn't true um but on the ice definitely you know winning the winning the bud in south carolina down three to two and you know win an overtime game and winning the next game and, you know, blaring the bad boy songs. Definitely never, I'll never forget that. And, uh, you know, having our fire escort from, uh, from, I don't even know what town they joined us in all the way into the wheeling, you know, having, uh, having our fans there packing, packing the, uh, packing the house for us during the playoffs was, was all, all great memories for us. Shifting back to Florida, we are recording this interview on Wednesday, and that means you guys actually don't know who you're going to be playing in the Kelly Cup Finals as of yet. And if Colorado is able to win, weirdly enough, you guys are the high seed, but you'll have to fly out there Thursday to start on Friday. You haven't seen either of these teams all season long. How do you prepare for this? Yeah, I think that's definitely a tribute to our coaching staff and um, you know the, the video that they'll be able to provide us with. Um, you know, We're fortunate enough, we actually – had a uh, more than you know uh, half our team was watching the uh, the game last night and probably will be watching tonight as well so we kind of can see what we're up against on both sides um but yeah that just goes i think that that preparation goes back to the coaching staff and it also goes you know right from uh from our team team point of view we just gotta you know play our game not really worry too much about who our opponent is very good. The Kelly Cup final will start this weekend. The Florida Everblades against either the Colorado Eagles or the Fort Wayne Comets. John McCarron, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me reminiscing about some wonderful memories that we had from two years ago. You, Clark Seymour, Stephen McCauley, Alex Reed, go out there and win that Kelly Cup. Thanks, DJ. Hope all is well back in the wheel. Special thanks again to Florida Everblades forward John McCarron for joining us on the Toolbox today. And like I said in the interview, definitely want to wish the Everblades all the best. McCarron, wow, the playoff run that he had here with Wheeling in 2016, I think at that point in time you really saw his game get raised to another level. And, of course, Clark Seymour is there with Florida and 
how he evolved his game from year one when he came here as a rookie in 2014-15 to year two, and you take out that year last year in Europe, but obviously it still counts. So he's going into his, or he is now performing in his fourth pro season. So I certainly want to wish those two the best. And Stephen McCauley, who was here for a short time in 2013-14. And of course, my good buddy, Alex Reed, who tries to win his second Kelly Cup title behind the mic as the Everblades take on the Eagles. And that series starts up on Friday night. Couple of important deadlines to keep in mind for our season ticket members. First off, May 31st is the deadline for you to be able to hold your seats for the upcoming season. All you need to do that is to put a $50 deposit down, and you can do that by calling the Nailers at 304-234-GOLD. That's 304-234-4625. And then, of course, June 1st, that's another one of our sweepstakes dates. So if you are paid in full by June the 1st, you will be entered and we will select one lucky winner to get two tickets to a Pittsburgh Penguins game. Another important thing about June 1st is that is also the deadline. You have to pay in full in order to be eligible to get a parking pass. Those, of course, are subject to availability, so you want to act fast on that. June 1st, the deadline, pay in full for a parking pass for the 2018-19 season. Looking ahead, July 1st will be the deadline. If you're paid in full, you get a $100 gift card to Respects. A lot of great incentives and eligible prizes for our season ticket members as we look forward to the 2018-19 season of Wheeling Nailers Hockey. This has been episode number six of the Toolbox. Hope everybody enjoyed it. I'm DJ Abacella. Have a great week and enjoy game one of the Stanley Cup Final in Vegas and the Kelly Cup Final as the Everblades take on the Eagles. Enjoy your long weekend. Happy hockey watching.